Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Is the picture of happiness. Sunday, I got a chance to spend not a lot of time, but we got, yeah, well, all of us, that's right. We, we got to spend some time with our grandson, Ezra. And what a, just, I tell you what, it's no wonder Jesus, he said, I think it's in Matthew 18, he says, except you be converted and become as little children. He said, you can't even enter into the kingdom of heaven. And just a few hours spending with that kid. And it's just, I tell you what, it was like, uh, you know, Ponce de Leon looking for the fountain of youth. It was almost a, uh, a rebirth, if you will, of looking at yourself and saying, boy, am I like a child in the eyes of the Lord. And so, anyway, but that's not what I'm speaking on. I just wanted to show you. I wasn't out uh, fishing, playing hooky on Sunday. So, anyway, <laughs> praise God. Amen. But what I do want to talk to you about is this. Well, before I do that, I want to pray. Lord Jesus, God, thank you for this day and hour that we live in, Lord God. I'm so thankful, Lord Jesus, that you've called the church to come out from among the world, Lord God, and that we would be a light to the lost, Lord Jesus, that we would show them the pathway to you, Lord God, as your ambassadors, uh, not of this kingdom, but of another kingdom, your kingdom, Lord God. We are your servants. We ask that you would just continue to go forth and that you would direct our path. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. You know, there is a lot of situations that can cause stress and anxiety in your life, right? The scripture, it says, be anxious for nothing. It doesn't say that in the King James, but it says it in one of the newer translations. And so I have picked that up. Uh, be anxious for nothing, okay? And so... Anyway, I really have tried to live my life like that. Be anxious for nothing because you can get anxious for things, and it can be good things. You can be anxious and excited that you might get a raise, anxious and excited that your kid might do good at school. I mean, and, and there's all kinds of things, but normally what happens is, is anxious and anxiety builds into stress, and that can be from maybe... All of a sudden, you got something, uh, a health issue. And I remember one time I woke up and I thought I got bit by a black widow or something on my foot. I couldn't, I couldn't even walk. And I was like, what is going on with my foot? And I thought, did I break my toe in the middle of the night? And I, I, mean, I was 20 years old, 29, and, and I, I, had no, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I couldn't walk on my foot. I couldn't even put a sock on my foot. And I called up, and finally I got a foot doctor on the line. I said, i got to come in and see you right now. And uh, I went in there hobbling in with crutches, and I put my foot up there. And he says, oh, 
He said a word I've never heard in my life. He says, you've got gout. I went, oh, no. How long am I going to have it? He goes, you'll have it for the rest of your life. And I was just like, all of a sudden, how am I going to live with this for the rest of my life? Stress and anxiety just came in onto me. And I, I misunderstood what he was saying is, is that it could flare up at any time in your life. And luckily, he gave me some anti-inflammatories, and it was gone in just a day. Amen. But you can get stress in relationships, right? In children, in adult children. Somewhere, those little babies that Adamic nature starts taking over and kids become cynical like mom and dad. <laughs> and they become disrespectful and, and you're thinking, well, that's when they got to seek out the Lord and find their own salvation, right? Amen. But I want to talk to you about a stress that seems to be gripping America right now. Now, there is a man out there who has tapped into this, and he, oh, we just, Cliff, we just, oh, it's still up there. Okay, I can't see it on the back. Died on us. That's this. Financial peace. I am going to give you tonight, I'm a, I, I like things really simple and really easy, right? I'm going to give you my simple steps for financial peace. Now, this is not the Dave Ramsey, okay? <laughs> There's his house. He just sold for $16 million. He's tapped into this. Uh, he's net worth about two fifty. He's doing pretty good, right? And he's got some really good ideas. There are some things that I would definitely not do. I don't think that a paid-off mortgage is the best way to go. I'd much rather have the liquidity when I no longer have income coming in than an illiquid asset that I can't tap into. I think that you cannot withdraw 8 or 10% from a withdrawal rate from your portfolio at retirement. You will simply run out of money. You can't take money out of a bad year. This year, the S&P is down 20%. Are you going to take your money? You can't. So, But I'm not here to bash Ramsey. He's got a lot of really good stuff. But it's just showing you that you can tap in. There is such a need for this. And I want to just share some real simple things that I believe will help you out. Right. Did you know that finances is the number one cause of stress in a marriage? <laughs> oh, man. That's the first thing you got to do. Who's doing the bills, right? I had a guy that was married for 60 years. Wife died, came into my office. He says, Jeff, I had to go to the bank, and they had to teach me how to write a check. I've never written a check in my life. He said they had to show me how to use a credit card. He said every time we got gas, I would get out and pump the gas, and my wife would run the credit card. These are things. And then, nowadays, it's a little different. People wait longer to get married. And they have their own independence in their own lives. And then they have to decide, well, hold on. My, my, my money pile is a little bigger than your money pile. 
Do we want to blend them? Do we want to? I mean, this is kind of what the world has to go through, right? When's the last time you went grocery shopping? Boy, there's not as much greenback left in the wallet after you go through. It's, it's a little crazy, isn't it? I tell you, it can really put you over the edge. When anxiety over the future grips you, you lose the ability to trust God for your needs. When you're so stressed out over the future. Now, I, I know there's medical stuff and things like that in relationship. I'm not talking about that tonight, but you can, you can apply some of these things to that. I'm talking about physical anxiety. Hey, guess what? You know, the good news is that when I'm at age of full Social Security retirement, guess what the projection is? Social Security to be insolvent. They'll have no money left. Right? Oh, that's the good news for me. So all of you that are on Social Security, you enjoy that because, sorry, guys, there ain't going to be any for us. Right? But I'm not worried about it. Not one bit. Okay? Why am I not? Because I have found these little truths in the Bible. But my God, Paul writing this, shall supply all your need. He's going to supply all of your need. He didn't say all your wants, right? But he said all your need. He will supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Aren't you glad it's not according to our riches? It's according to his riches. He owns all the gold. Did you know that? He owns it all. Amen. I'm not worried about it. Why? Because of this. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Wow, I remember reading that. I don't even know if I had the Holy Ghost. I was getting into the Bible for the first time, and I remember reading this in Matthew, and I thought, that's what I got to do. I have got to be a seeker of God. If I seek God, he will take care of me and my little family. And I am a witness that God is not a man that he should lie. <laughs> Amen. And so if you seek God first in your life, guess what? All those things, where am I going to live? How am I going to eat? How am I going to pay for all this? Whatever. He'll take care of all of it. Oh, I love this one. If God is for us, who can be against us? Hey, when I come on the job, I'm meek and humble, but confident and knowing I'm blessed. I have favor with my creator. And I'm there, amen, to shed a light and to lead people that want to be like me. Right? Not, not because of my self-righteousness, but because of his righteousness. Righteousness is imputed into us from on high. Our righteousness is as of filthy rags. But we cannot lose. It doesn't matter what the tax man says. He can't touch us. 
if ye, oh, listen to this. Jesus, he says, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children. We had a little surprise party for Ezra, and we had lots of gifts for him. Jesus says, if you being evil, you know how to give gifts to your children. How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Wow. You know, it's your Father's good pleasure, amen, to provide for you and to care for you. Brother Ali, I know how much you love your children, and it's your desire to give them the best. You're not more righteous than God. I'm not more righteous than God in my desire to give my children the best. It's because He has put that into us, right? Oh, here's a great one. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. They used to have this on the window at St. Paul's uh, little... Uh, Second-hand store down there at the end of uh, Olympia Street. Remember that? It was on the window. That's going back 30, 40 years ago. But delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Whew. Man. I hope this is giving you some competence. Now, once, once, you, once you come to that understanding that you're seeking after God with your whole heart. You desire Him. He doesn't want you stressing out over these trivial things of life. He's going to provide for your need. Okay? Then, then there are a few things that we've got to do. Okay? And this is where we become a steward is a good word. Right? Um, the business manager. Somebody who oversees the, the accounting of a business. The chief financial officer. Number one is, is this right here. Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. Improve me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you, open, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Woo. Have you ever been blessed by somebody? I mean, really blessed in a time of need. I remember one time, we didn't have any money. And I didn't tell anybody we didn't have any money. And we went to church. And to this day, I still don't even know who did this. We left church that night. I got in, We had a little beat-up old little minivan. I got in that minivan. And that thing was packed out with groceries. And I'm not talking food bank. I'm talking Doritos and Oreos and, and stuff that people like to eat. You know, they didn't go through their pantry and go, yeah, we never eat this. Yeah, look at them. No. I mean, they went and, like, shopped for their own family. I tell you what, I was like, God, thank you. He shall supply all your needs. And maybe even a bag of Doritos. But seriously, this is the first thing. You get your first, you get your first paycheck. Man, you ought to be excited because that's worship. 
and you're going to bring that down, and you're going to worship and put it in there. And it's between you and the Lord, and he sees what you do. Amen. And he will bless you for it. And so if you will put it into your heart, amen, that I am going to honor God with all the substance that he gives me in tithes and offerings, amen. And I'm going to give of that. You watch what God does. Now, the only times I've ever had financial troubles in my life is when I did not adhere to these principles that I'm going to cover. Okay? So the first one is we honor God with our tithe. Every man according as he has purpose in his heart. I've made that decision. Hey, when I get paid, the first thing, I don't care if I'm behind on rent, the first thing I'm doing is I'm putting the money in for the, for the Lord. Right? So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. I'm not up here because someone's forcing me to do it, right? Amen. I want to be a cheerful giver. Here's the great thing about it. God doesn't, he, he doesn't, he doesn't measure it by how much the person that gives a hundred thousand isn't any better than the person that gives a thousand, right? It's it's what the heart. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. Ooh. Look, this is a great way to witness to people that are having financial difficulties. Tell them, say, look, I'll tell you the secret. If you take that paycheck and you honor God, and for every $100 you make, you give $10 of it back to the Lord, you watch what he'll do in your life. They don't even have to be a Christian. If they do that in honoring of God, right? It's a principle. And God, amen, will lead them and guide them into all truths. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountiful shall reap also bountifully. Amen. We reap what we sow. Amen. And you can't outgive God. Challenge yourself. So the first thing is, is you gotta you gotta make that decision in your mind that you're a steward over what God gives you. It's his, right? And so honoring God. I'm honoring God and I'm trusting him. He's gonna take care of everything. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again. But the righteous show mercy, mercy and giveth. You have to pay your bills. You have to pay your bills. Number one, honor God with all your substance. Number two, pay your bills. Whenever I've gotten in financial troubles, it's because I've gotten out of alignment in these two right here. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, 
Boy, I thought that was a great deal. The guy forgot I didn't have to pay him back. No, that's not how the Lord sees it. Right? The wicked borroweth and payeth not again. The rich, this one's the Dave Ramsey has burned into a lot of people's minds. Now, he doesn't use the King James. He uses a different version where it says slave. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Now, he's, the translation he uses is slave, but either way, you are a servant to that person, right? They hold that over you. I'm going to read this out of Romans. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, owe no man anything. Amen. I'm going to read that to you in the NIV. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. You know, there was a really great um, Bible debater about 15, 20 years ago. He was covering America, and he was going to universities, and he was debating teams of professors on the origins and the creation of space, time, and earth, and all of this. And, and he was having tremendous, tremendous success. And then he got on this idea that you did not have to pay taxes. And you know, he got locked up and spent a few years, I think five, six, seven years in prison. I went and saw him at a Baptist church uh, here 20 years ago. He was phenomenal. And so if you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. We got to pay bills. We've got to pay our bills. Amen. So, that's number two. I, I'm telling you, I'm giving you this real simple how you can have financial peace in your life. One, honor God with your tithes and offerings. Two, pay your bills. Whew, man. But it gets even better. Number three. There is precious treasure and oil in the house of the wise. Ooh. In the house of the wise, there is precious treasure and oil who prepare for the future. But a short-sighted and foolish man swallows it up and wastes it. Somebody said, there's nothing in the Bible about saving for later on in your life, saving for retirement, saving for another day. Well, here you go. Right here. So I tell people, give your tithes and offering, pay your bills, and then fund your retirement. 
It's, it's in that order. It's not fun your retirement, right? Go on vacation. <laughs> then pay your bills. And then give God a tip. No, that's not it. That's not it. The fun will not last doing that. Okay? There is precious treasure and oil in the house of the wise. Amen. So, the third thing is you've got to start setting aside, especially you that are younger than me. There is not going to be social security if the Lord tarries. Okay? And the Lord could tarry. Because I remember preaching that the Lord was going to be here in the 80s and in the 90s. And then Y2K. Nathan Hurst preached that message that the Lord was more likely would come on that New Year's Eve. I was convinced. The Pentecostal Passover message. Remember that? I was convinced. He wasn't saying it was going to happen, but boy, he laid out a great case. Look at this. Go to the ant, thou sluggard, slothful, lazy guy. Consider her ways and be wise, which having the ant has no guide, overseer, or ruler. There's no boss telling him to do it. Okay? Provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. That ant is working because it knows that winter is coming. Seek the Lord while he still yet may be found, for night cometh when no man shall be able to work, right? So, what, what was, how was Joseph the hero of his family? Because he had the wisdom that God gave him, understanding and wisdom that you had to set aside some of that grain because there was coming a day when you weren't going to be able to go out there and harvest those crops. Okay? And so that's, that's what we do. We've got to set aside some of that money for later on down the road. Does this make sense? Some biblical, simple financial stuff. Amen? 2 Thessalonians 3, 7 and 8. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example, Paul speaking, because we did not act in an undisciplined manner among you. Okay? Now, Paul's talking about when he's coming for a visit. Nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. He wasn't a freeloader. Right? But with labor and hardship, we kept working night and day so that we would not be a burden to any of you. Ooh, that's Paul. He didn't say, hey, hold on. This work, it's beneath me. He kept on working, right? He did not want to burden those that he was coming to visit. And we do not want to burden our children, when we're old, right? That's why we've got to be good stewards of what God gives us. Amen.
We do not want to be a burden on society. Social Security is going to run out because Social Security has gotten way beyond what it was intended for. It was never intended to be this entitlement program for any sort of disability. It was major disabilities. If you got your legs cut off, if you were blind, not if you got a sore back, but that's how it is. First Timothy 5.8, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Give my tithes, pay my bills, put money aside. Why? Because there's probably going to be a day when, hey, Dad. <laughs> hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. It's going to happen, Brother Ollie, even after they move out of the house. Hey, Dad. <laughs> uh, Jack and Sarah know this. <laughs> Hey, Mom. <laughs> I don't know if they go to Sarah first. or There's usually the one they go to first, right? <laughs> anyway, but amen. That's all right. There's times when I've had to go to the Lord. God, I've messed up. <laughs> Our kids are going to be the same way. That's not a license to mess up, Easton. Okay. <laughs> A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Amen. That's, that's I desire to do. I'm thankful, amen, for this Christian heritage in, in that I've been able to change the trajectory of my family. Amen. But I want to leave them something. Because here's the thing is this, I'm not a fool. I understand that I've been living in a time when it's been easier in America to create wealth than any other time, okay? We are at historically low income tax rates. The only way for poor people to move up is by their labor. And if you're in a high income, if you have, if you have high income tax brackets, you can't move up. In the 80s, we had a president that cut the top marginal uh, rate down to 25%. Just 20 years before, it was 90%. So if you were doing really well in America and you hit that top rate, you got to keep, you got to keep one dime and the IRS gets 90 cents. And that's how it was in the 60s. JFK cut it from 90 to 70. And then Reagan came in and gave it the biggest cut of all time. And as we increase these entitlement programs, there's only one thing they can do. They have to raise revenue. How do they raise revenue? By taxes. So what's going to happen is these next generations are not going to be like me who's making money not in the 80s but in the 90s. Some of you were making money in the 80s, and you got those low-income tax brackets, so you could make as much as you could and got to keep it. These poor people are going to be in 50, 60, 70 percent. They're going to need all the help they can get. They don't want people to be able to create independent wealth. 
It wants you where you're dependent on the government. I don't want to get into a political thing here. And finally, here's the good part. Here's the really good part. Okay? So if you've done all that, you've given in your tithes and offerings, you've paid your bills, right? You've set aside money for down the road. Whoo, this is the one I really like. Also, that every man should eat and drink and enjoy good in all his labor is the gift of God. So here's what I tell people. Honor God, your tithes and offering. Pay your bills. Set aside money for retirement. And then if you want a hamburger, don't even second guess yourself. Go get a hamburger. If you want to go play golf, go play golf. If you want to go buy a new car, go buy a new car. Don't stress out over it. It's because this is what God's will is for your life. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperities will be yours. He wants you to enjoy that. He doesn't want you to be like, the guy that's just focused on becoming a billionaire and, and he doesn't think about God. No, that's not what he wants. He wants you to seek him first and to know that, hey, look, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to bless you. You do these things and then you enjoy the fruits of your labor. Listen to this. Even so, I have noticed one thing. At least that is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life God has given them. And, and to accept their lot in life. Hey, you know what? I can't help it. This is my stature. This is the brain that God gave me. It's the way I think. It's the who I am. I, I'm not going to be like somebody else. I have to accept that, right? And it's a good thing to receive wealth from God. We know that all good things come from above. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, right? Or do it as unto the Lord. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. Praise the Lord. I tell you what, how high is gas going to get? I don't know. I'm not worried about it. If God wants me to have a full tank, I'll have a full tank. I'm not worried about it. Come on, He shall supply all my need. Somebody told me one time, how many kids are you going to have? I said, 
I'm going to go till the Lord shuts us down. He goes, well, you know, you should only have three. It's going to be hard to pay for them. I said, is it, is it hard for God to pay for three or ten? It doesn't matter to him. Because now you guys think I'm weird for saying that. <laughs> I can't help it. I, <laughs> that's just how I believe. The one thing I will agree with Dave True peace comes when you walk, he says, when you walk daily with the Prince of Peace. And, and he is right there. Amen. I wish somebody would get in there in his, in his little circle and give him the Acts 238 message. <laughs> Wouldn't that be just great? It sure would, wouldn't it? Anyway. It's pretty simple. You don't have to stress out over what's going on. You only got to do a few little things. Trust me. Believe me. I've done it. And I've not done it. Right? I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had the water shut off at my house. Water shut up. Car repoed. Okay? I've had all kinds of things. I haven't always been the best. I've been, I've been all, I've always tried to be a good giver, but I always haven't been a good manager of paying bills. When you got a lot of kids like that, there's a lot of bills coming in. I'm thinking, did I pay that bill? Did I not pay that bill? Now I just have everything on auto. It's so nice. I don't even know what I pay. Somebody says, What do you pay for power? I have no idea. What do you pay for? I have no idea. What do you pay for? I have no idea. Just comes out automatically. I have no idea. I know what I give, though. Praise God. Anyway, I'm proof that you can mess up and you can start over. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Amen. And you're going to make mistakes. And don't let the don't let the adversary heap a bunch of guilt on you that you're not worthy and you can't come back. That's just not the case at all. You pick it up. You get alone with God. God, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that again. Help me to do a better job. Amen. And I'm going to be responsible. Praise God. I tell you what, I love and appreciate each and every one of you. And I hope this really, especially the young people, I know the older people here, they've already got everything figured out. But the younger people... This, I hope, really, really helps you out. Amen. Don't stress out over everything. Just trust and believe God. Seek Him first. He'll provide your need. Honor Him. Honor Him with all of your increase. Pay your bills. Set aside that day. Maybe you won't even make retirement because the Lord may come. But be prepared for it. And then if you do those things... You want to go get a, a Big Mac? Go get a Big Mac. If you want to go, if you want to waste your money on Dutch Bros, go to Dutch Bros. I don't care, right? If you really want to pay seven bucks for a drink and say somebody and have somebody say, "Hey, what's up? How you doing?" <laughs> I can't even stand it. I drive in there and like I'm not talking to this guy. 
Ah, anyway. Come on, you got to admit, if you go to Dutch Bros, it's like, okay, buddy, put down the Red Bull. <laughs> no, they do a good job. They do, they do a good job. All right. Is it all right to have a little fun in church? Amen. Let's all stand. We'll pray and be dismissed. Thank you, Lord God, for this day of fellowship, Lord Jesus. Uh, Pray, Lord, that this word would just uh, stick in our hearts and in our minds, Lord. I hope, Lord God, that I've just simplified uh, your principles, Lord Jesus, on how to not have anxiety over financial issues, Lord God. I'm asking this, Lord Jesus, that you would just keep us in a place of peace. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise.